Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the scout of this episode, Andrew. With me are Weed Whacker, Keith. Hello. And our wonderful base builder, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was my pick, which was Drake Hollow. This game is brought to you by Molasses Flood Studio. And Keith, I'm curious, can you guess where this studio is founded? Mm, what's the name of it again? I wasn't paying full attention to you. Molasses Flood. Oh, are they Massachusetts-based, aren't they? They are. They're from Boston. And which, surprisingly, Liz apparently has never heard of the Molasses Flood. Well, no, when you said it after, I remembered it, but it, it took me a minute. Once I, Because I was like, oh, people died during that, right? See, it's like a tsunami of molasses. Yeah, like 20-something people died. So I think it's kind of weird to name your studio after such a tragedy. <laughs> well, if you're from there and that's the biggest thing that's happened from where you are, why not? It makes a but whole lot of more sense, though. I didn't... It... I guess. Well, if you think about it, what if a New York studio named their studio after 9-11? Like, isn't that kind of poor taste? Mm, it's not 9-11. Let's not get that crazy. <laughs> if anything... Well, I'm just I... saying. I'm just comparing it for a tragedy. But it was a, I guess it was a lot longer ago though it happened in 1919 i guess yeah. so you maybe it was their ancestors maybe this is their way of uh i don't know <laughs> well if anything i just it makes a lot more sense to me because i was just noticing that all of the names of the areas were very new england massachusetts based and then yeah. when you said the molasses flood that's when it hit me that oh they're from massachusetts because um yeah i thought it had to do with some weird localization thing that it just pulled off of what your area was that said very interesting fun fact. <laughs> but uh, so Drake Hollow is, it's kind of a jack of all trades. It's a third person action RPG type S game with a b- little bit of looting, a little bit of base building, a little bit of exploration. This game just has just very little bit of everything. And if you ever look at the trailer, my first impression of it, which I think is a good description of it, this game is pretty similar to the single player of Fortnite where you're essentially kind of building a base and defending it while also trying to grow it and explore the surrounding areas. So going around, if this is a gamer pass, I will start. For me, I think I'm going to give this game a pass. I didn't... I enjoyed my time playing the game, but as the name also suggests, I found this game to be a little bit hollow. It's uh, (laughs) it's a jack-of-all-trades, but I felt like a master of none. It had so many ideas, but I didn't think any of them were too flushed out. So, yeah, for me, I think this is a pass. I think I'm with you, especially if I factor in just, like, my play style and the way that I am. As you probably come to learn at this point, base building games just aren't really my cup of tea as a starting point. <laughs> base building games, story games, we'll first-person shooters. <laughs> no, I'm just not. <laughs> these are your game. I'm just not good at, base, at first-person shooters, but I like them. Okay. But as far as base building games, I just get overwhelmed with the amount of things that I have to craft this one building purely to just craft this one material to then craft this other building so that I can power this thing. And it's just a lot going on and I kind of lose track of everything I'm trying to do. So that's why I have a hard time with them. I I wanted to like it. And to your point, when I was playing, I could lose track of time and just start playing it forever. Not forever, but for good chunks of time without even realizing time had gone by. And I really liked playing with you guys because I could really focus on some of the aspects I wanted to focus on. But to just sit down and play, I don't think I'll really want to come back to it all that much. 
Yeah, I think that if you're going to play this game, I think multiplayer is the way to go. I think overall I'm going to give it a pass because I feel like this is, I don't know if it's the first game that there's so many aspects that I didn't like the way that they did it and I didn't understand their reasoning for it. Because like sometimes I'll be playing a game that has building and building a base and I won't like the way that they did it, but I understand it. And for this, I just got so annoyed with things <laughs> and I it, some of the things just felt like they were tiresome to be tiresome and I don't know I I really wanted to like this game but Andrew you saw how grumpy I got a couple of times with very this grumpy. game very grumpy <laughs> there are things of Drake Hollow that I think are good it just needs a little bit more time or like a little bit more development what I was most intrigued with was the story. That's what kept me going. Yeah, the story was very kind of light. Like, it, it, they didn't, like, shove it in your face, like, hey, this is what's going on. There's, like, multiple stories kind of going on. The overall premise of the game is you're this character who, you know, you just got, like, broken up. You're really kind of sad, and this ghostly crow appears in front of you and says, like, hey, our world needs your help. Please come and help us. And so you go through this portal to this other world, the Drake's Hollow, and you are essentially fighting these kind of vine-looking beasts that are trying to take over and kill these adorable little Cabbage Patch kids called Drake's. And you're trying to save them, and basically, like, you're trying to get home. Like, that is the overall basic story, but then there's this whole other story where you're learning about the predecessor before you, and then there's stories about, like, kind of what's going on back at home. Like, your parents are missing you, and you're this missing child. So there's a lot kind of going on, but you really have to dig in to kind of find the story. And I actually found it really interesting. So I did, too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, summary, it kind of sounds like the Stranger Things kids fall into purgatory with some sort of weird sense of the lion, the lich, and the, the, lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Yep, and a little bit of Dash of Never a New Story. Oh, good reference. I started watching that Thank again you. the other day. Great movie. But yeah, no, that's it is a good description. Like it is just like a little bit of all of these things. But what I don't understand is why stories like this like go for children. So you see like the missing child posters and obviously she's I mean, she's old enough to have a boyfriend. She's probably a teenager. And if you're trying to like save your realm or whatever, why not get an army dude? Like, I don't get it. Because, like, if you're going with the whole, like, oh, only kids can see, like, you know, magical things or whatever. She's a teenager, you know? You can yeah. join the army when you're 18. Go for an army guy. <laughs> this kid is, like, throwing around foam fingers and stuff. Like, come on. This is, all right, I don't know. My issue, the only issue I kind of had with the story, I couldn't quite figure out where this game was going tonally. Like, it's a little bit lighthearted sometimes. Yeah, it's very like Liz cute said, at yeah, times. You're using a foam finger sometimes for a weapon or like a candlestick. The drakes are these adorable little things. But the overall story is also very dark. Because like your character, like your parents are missing you. The cops are looking for you. And then you're also learning about your predecessor, which I'm assuming is during the Salem Witch Trials. She was a midwife trying to help the mayor's like wife and then the wife ended up having a miscarriage so the mayor is hunting her and she ends up getting lost in this world i don't know i couldn't i didn't find all the story with her but it was very dark see i didn't read a lot of that because i just wanted to power through to focus on the main story and then it got to the ending and it was just 
Okay. Yeah, the ending was very much like, thank you. There was like a buildup. And I was very interested in the ending. And then when that happened, I I was so frustrated playing this game. And I thought it was going to have like a really cool ending. I was so disappointed. I wouldn't know. I I didn't get to the to the <laughs> final, so there was a story and it existed. I also didn't really read any of the notes that I found, but I don't think I found that many either. I kind of just plotted through a bunch of islands, killed a bunch of vines that I still don't really know why I did it, other than it told me to, and yeah, fought some Stranger Things monsters. Well, I think, Andrew, you told me that the vines kind of dictated what level enemies were going to be there. So if you chopped down a ton of the vines or got it to zero, you'd have lesser enemies. Weaker enemies, I should say. The enemies are supposed to be weaker and the other are supposed to be less enemies. Sure. But even if you get rid of all of them, they still appear. So. But I will say the only thing I can kind of guess with the story as well, I think this game is purgatory. I already said this. I already stole this joke from you. (laughs) But I, I don't. I actually legitimately think this game is purgatory. When you're reading the notes, even the girl before you is even saying that she thinks she's in purgatory, that she thinks she did something wrong, and that's why these creatures are chasing her. I think your character ended up killing herself when they broke up from her boyfriend, and that's why she's missing, and she's actually in purgatory. Maybe because the, there were like the the crime scene photo things, like you saw the the tape and the police and stuff. Yeah, but that just means she wasn't found. <laughs> I don't know. Over a breakup? <laughs> I mean, I know what happens, but it's just like... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so getting into the gameplay. Oh, I got a lot to say with the gameplay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, because this... Drake's Hollow does take a lot of different elements, and I was just really disappointed. I, I felt like it had some good pieces here, it just needed to be flushed out. I felt like they should have done more of an RPG-esque type of element with it. I think it would have been cool if I was personally leveling up a specific character and designing the character the way I wanted and jump into a friend's game and have these extra perks that my friends don't have. Because I will say, starting off, I think the best part of the gameplay is the multiplayer. I actually thought the multiplayer in this game was a lot of fun. Well, I think the best part about multiplayer is I. I think he said this earlier that you can focus on what you want to do because when you're playing by yourself, you have, and the, the further you get in the game, the more, I think the more frequent they happen, you have these raids, uh, enemies attack your, your base and you have to defend it. But everything is so far away and you're exploring and you're creating waypoints so that you can travel faster. And sometimes you're just like in the middle of it or something is happening with your base and because you're, you're leveling up drakes and when you level them up, they need more water, they need more food, they need they need better everything, and they can literally die of boredom. So you have a lot to do, and I felt like it was always when I was focusing on something that the raid would happen. Although I will say, Andrew, <laughs> you do not pay attention to the raids. I was like, guys, there's a raid coming. There's a raid coming. Where are you? And because there's more players, there's more enemies. So when you play with someone, make sure that they... Uh, pay attention to the raids well when we first started <laughs> playing the raids were like consisted of like two enemies and i was like okay liz has got this then i felt like all of a sudden it was like oh now there's 15 enemies and that's when you were getting swarmed 
Because I was assuming, I was like, all right, she's been taking care of the raids. It's not that hard. The base is big, and later on you unlock things to help you defend it, but there's no, like, tower or anything. Like, you have to go, like, completely across the base, and it takes a while to get there. And at the beginning, you only have these, like, wood fences that don't do much. I don't know. I mean, it, as far as, like, the distance away from it, I felt like you could always pretty well build the teleport to get back. So I never felt like I was unable to get back quick enough for a raid, whether I was paying attention to it or not, especially when we're playing multiplayer. And, you know, again, I'm thinking to myself, I played most of the game just on my own. Raids come in. I'm handling these raids, but I'm forgetting that they increase the difficulty on them and they add more so that when I'm leaving you by yourself, you're doing it on a higher difficulty too. So it's not that I didn't know that they were happening. I just underestimated what they were actually sending at you. Well, I feel like you really only need two people. Because, I mean, as long as like one person's covering one side of the base and the person's covering the other, I feel like you really don't need three people if you're playing with three people. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to go in some things that really bothered me. And I kind of wrote <laughs> them down because... I, I have a list. <laughs> I trip over my own words when I'm because there's, there's a lot going on. So one thing that I noticed is that when you're leveling up, you're also increasing your health. That is the only good part of leveling up. The game forces you to. So you already tried to interrupt. Well, me. no, no. Well, I just want to <laughs> read, like, uh, explain a little bit more what you mean by leveling up. You don't level up your character. You level up your base. No, you level up your drakes, and they level up your base. Yeah. Sorry, but you can continue. I just wanted so to anyway, clarify. That is the only. <laughs> I'm joking, but I sounded really sexy. I hope you know I'm joking. <laughs> so. It levels up your overall health, but it's the only good part of leveling up because when you level up your drakes and you're leveling up your base, they need more. You have to create fancier equipment and you get these schematics to unlock things to create. And when you level up, you can unlock them. And that in itself is a lot of work. But when you upgrade things, you have to reattach everything to power sources and the new things take up more energy and so you can't craft as much because every time you level up, you're only allowed to craft a certain amount of energy, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then when you upgrade things, you have to tear them down and you don't get any of the good stuff. So if you if your fence is, is broken, you get the stuff back. But if you get something that has circuitry, which I had to pay for the whole time, I could not find it anywhere. And it's very expensive. You never got that back. So you really need to upgrade your water, your electricity, and the things that you're feeding the animals with, but you couldn't do it all at once. And for me, it's like, why make it so that I can unlock things? Why make it so that I can level up things if I can't use it the way that I want to use it? Why does my base have to be very specific to you? And also, sometimes I just had to create wells, which are the cheapest ones, just because they didn't give me enough energy. And I was doing what you told me to, and I was breaking things down, but it was just so unnecessarily just convoluted and i just i'm getting like irritated thinking about it like that was like the biggest annoyance with me because i felt like i had to focus so much on like how to perfectly map out the base based on their logistics that i couldn't have fun exploring i fully agree with you i but no 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 <laughs> not, not, not a, no there's no but i i do fully agree with you this is my first complaint is i felt like the base building was very kind of minimal it was there but the big overall issue is there is not much of a tutorial. They did not explain a lot of kind of the the nitty gritty with the base building. As you were kind of learning with how to connect things and stuff like that. 
luckily I stumbled on it. It's not easy to figure out how to access the ability to basically connect tubing and stuff like that. I felt like just a lot of little details was just glazed over in this game and you just got to figure it out and it's just really confusing. See, I I ran into the same issue. It is it is in the the like log of the game where they give you your quote unquote tutorial. But yeah, it's issue, like mail that you get. Yeah, but the issue I found with it is it doesn't give you and I know this may sound lazy or I don't know, but it doesn't give you the press this button to do this thing. It just kind of yeah. describes the action. So if you don't fully follow what they're saying like you have to really just fumble around with it and that's what i found frustrating especially because even when you do figure out what you're supposed to do it's very touchy on how it wants to let you do it it is it's not like you can just connect all things that use water you can't just like create like like a continuous pipeline because they only create so much water. You have yeah. to create something different. And sometimes you don't have the energy, so you have to create something weaker. And it just... Yeah, and it's hard to figure out what your water output is you need to run structures or what electricity output you need or what electricity input you're getting. It is just... It's just not well designed. Yes. Yeah, I do think... Oh, go ahead. What I was kind of expecting it to be like was like Astroneer, where I had like... Yeah. I just like click on the one item and I connect it to the other and really you could go e- either direction and it would work. Yeah, like connect it to a grid. Exactly, yeah. Like that would have made it felt so much better. Yeah, I think right now because it's a newer game, I was trying to look stuff up and it's very hard to find. Your best bet is YouTube videos. And I actually saw like a lot of good tips. Like so for instance, you do have limited inventory in your backpack. You, have a, you can carry a lot, but it's limited. But if you put everything in your, is it a mailbox? Yeah, your your chest. Yeah, you can still access it, but dump like all your crafting and crystals and stuff in that, and then you'll be fine. But it was weird. Not everything you could access your chest, like you would some things you actually have to pull out of your chest. Like if you had to create waypoints, would you have to take it out? Yes. So yeah, make that stuff and then dump your crafting supplies. That's what I did. Yeah, like I actually had a bunch of food in my chest and I thought I could just like store it and like it would be in my base. Like seeds? Yeah, but you actually had to have it in your inventory in order to access it and use it. I don't know. It was weird. See, I think something like – I don't think they treat the seeds as – crafting materials because what i noticed is when you go when you go to your mailbox or your depot i think they call it in the game when you go to it it gives you the option deposit all crystals and deposit all crafting materials so if it's something you use directly from your curio crafting menus it pulls from that depot whereas if and then anything crystal related like upgrading your jakes and stuff that could pull from the depot but seeds and all that had to stay on your person to be in use that was sort of how i picked up on it yeah, that makes sense. Because when I was out, like, I could still, like, craft stuff even if it was in the depot. But there are, like, tips and, like, especially, like, I, I can't talk. I had trouble using the waypoints at first. Like, I didn't understand it. And you taught it to me. But then I also later saw it in a YouTube video. It just stinks because, like, I didn't want to finish the game because I was getting so irritated. But I wanted to know the ending. And there really aren't a lot of, like, full walkthroughs yet. So I, it was kind of, like, forcing me to beat the game. <laughs> You, just think of it. You are a pioneer of this game. That's a good point. And also, I wanted to mention, too, I got to winter, and I didn't realize that they take away your buffs. I don't know if it was just winter, but I had buffs on me, and then I winter happened, and I was fighting, and she was like, why don't you have any buffs on right now? 
Did that happen just in winter? Did it happen to you guys? I think it's every time you go to a new season, it oh. resets your character a little bit. Because I just went in guns blazing and... Yeah. So one of the benefits of getting these drakes that you're finding around, yes, it's gonna you're going to have to work more and have more resources for them. But depending on certain drakes that you have, they give buffs. And some of the buffs are absolutely fantastic. Then there's also a handful of buffs that are completely pointless. Yep. And it's like, why even have you in my camp? Oh, another thing that is so helpful. I didn't realize that you could go to your Drake menu and look at what you have for them. So it'll tell you if you have a gem for a certain Drake. And then you hit right stick and you can find them. And that's really helpful as well. It also yeah. had a little, I noticed in the bottom right corner at one point, it was it like actually told me, it said, you have this many gems that you can act, you can level up this drake. So it actually yeah. give a little pointer towards your ability to upgrade some, which is kind of nice too. But honestly, I I still just found myself, I'd just run around to each of my drakes and be like, hey, do I have something for you? Here you go. Five dollars. Five dollars. Which was a really, that's what I was doing at first. And it's really annoying. So when you get these drakes, they're little babies, and you got to give them a certain gem of a certain quality to level them up. And then they become an adolescent, then an adult, then an elder. And as they get older, they use more resources, but their buffs are stronger. So once again, if this drake has a pointless buff, why am I bother leveling it up? I mean, it levels up your camp, but... Well, like I said earlier, if you're worried about your overall health, then leveling up is great. But I actually found it very beneficial to level up as little as possible yes because also too even though leveling up yeah increases your overall health it also improves the monsters that you're fighting yeah so the scaling is just counterintuitive like it doesn't matter it's really weird to me that they made it so that it's actually bad to level up or at least it was for my play style and then i also want to say too that one of my drakes and i had amazing amounts of water, food, and entertainment for my drakes. And one of them just died unexpectedly. And the game said something along the lines of, oh, this happens sometimes, but there are plenty of new drakes to find. And it's like, why? <laughs> Only one of my drakes died. Cause I'm assuming he was just old. Cause it was one of like the ones that I leveled up a ton, but it was just, they randomly killed my drake. What if that was my favorite? You know, I just thought that was weird. I mean, they explained it. It just happens sometimes. Death it's, happens. It's, it's it's not like it happened without a reason. They gave you one. What bothered me is to feed them. You're planting cabbage seeds and carrot seeds, but they're little plant creatures. Yeah. So they're cannibal <laughs> oh, plants. Man. I didn't think I didn't about think that. Of that. No. <laughs> You're literally having them cannibalize. That's well, you really... can also feed them lobsters. I had a lot of lobster and, and for what it's worth, I think cabbages, as well as definitely carrots, they're root vegetables. Yeah. These are clearly some sort of root plant. They're in the ground and you, like, pluck them. <laughs> they're cannibals. I don't know. That's, that's a good point. This game is very dark. Which, speaking of creatures, Andrew is the one that pointed out to me, and I did notice it after playing a lot, there really aren't that many enemy types. There are four. Yeah. There's four enemies. That is... Four? Oh, yeah, the Terminator. That is terminators. very minimal. Oh, plus the Spectre guy that you find multiple times, but then he's the final boss at the end. Yeah, he's the fourth. You have the grunts, no, which are little you dogs. You have the... the like, it wasn't like a Venus flytrap-looking thing. Well, that was a spawner. I wouldn't really consider that an enemy. You still kill it. I guess. But yeah, so there's like four enemies. 
You have a the little dog. The entire time. You have a wolf, then you have like this big grunt, and then you have the main boss who's the Terminator. And I will say, the wolf, they're called fangs in this game, are one of the worst enemies I have ever fought in any game. <laughs> I absolutely hated those enemies. They when you spawn, fight, they blow you up. They, they have run way away. too many abilities. And it was so frustrating. They're a wolf that he drops proximity mines, he summons enemies, he has a very fast melee attack, and then when you finally get close to him, he runs away. And he runs super fast. They are the most annoying enemies I've ever fought in the game. I was so frustrated with them. Which, I never made the proximity mines. I saw that you could make them. There were a lot of things that you could make that I just didn't bother with. Yeah, I I didn't make too many of them either. Which I feel like I should have, because I thought that the range attack in this game was not good. The ranged attacks, the ranged weapons in the game are super strong, but the ammo is very hard to find. Exactly. But I also felt like stuff like the nails, that you had to be really close to them, They a lot of them charge you. What's the point of having a ranged weapon that doesn't do much damage and that you have to shoot up close? And for like the the gun, uh, what was it called? The something glass? The blunderbuss? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That, like I couldn't find the gun, but I could find a ton of the bullets. I assume that was good. It was good. It's a, it was a shotgun. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I sold it on accident. But yeah, like one of the ranged weapons is a like a water balloon gun. I mean, it's, it's like, pretty powerful though. Oh, it's very powerful. It was like a grenade launcher. But it just that's what I think is so odd. Like there is things in this game that are super childish and cute and funny, but then you have a story about miscarriages and witch hunts and stuff like that. And it's and like all right, cannibalistic vegetables. And then you also revive yourself like at a gravestone. I mean, yeah. But yeah, so the enemies are there's just uh, not a lot. So the depth of the game for the combat-wise is also just very shallow. You have there's just the four enemies, and you're just doing the same thing. You're going to an island. Yeah, there's some vines. You hack away the vines to get some resources. You fight some enemies, go to the next island, re- rinse and repeat. And it sucks, too, if you die and you're, like, close to the end of a long run. Because, I mean, there's multiple ways. You, there's lots of islands. You can go different directions. But if you're, like, right at the end of a line and you die... I, I thought the travel is pretty slow if you are going long distance because you can respawn at the base or you can like fast walk to your body, but it just takes so long, even with like the waypoints. Which on another side note, something that made me very angry about this game is that you can literally not turn off the vibration of your controller. Unless oh, I really? It. I, don't, I don't know if, if I missed it and you guys were able to. No, I, I, never I, even I didn't notice the vibration, it. honestly. <laughs> I get annoyed with games that just overly abuse the vibration of the controller as it is. And if you were on a 30 second uh, run for your waypoints to get all the way across the map for your body, oh, it's brutal. I would just put my controller down because it would drive me nuts. <laughs> I have never noticed the vibration of the controller. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it just, it's something I'm so used to. <laughs> I mean, I am, but when it just sits there and you're holding the controller for like a minute and a half and it's just constantly vibrating for no reason. I remember it vibrating like with that part, but besides that, I didn't. I, I don't, it didn't like, it wasn't like a violent shaking like some games. I thought it was more just like subtle. Oh, I felt like it was a very aggressive one. Although I don't know, does it, does, <laughs> I think the controllers just have one setting on or off. I don't know. So since there is like very little with the combat... I can easily say, if you just play 
first 30 to an hour of this game, you can figure out if this if if Drake's Hollow is for you. Because what you're doing, the first five minutes is what you're doing the entire time. Nothing drastically changes as far as the gameplay. There's no new enemies. You go to some different biomes, but essentially they not mechanically wise, not much is going on with them except for winter. And also when you're going to the different realms and you do meet a new animal each time that kind of guides you. Like there's like the sassy cat and the cute fox and stuff. When you go to the different realms, I was expecting it to have different buildings to look different. It's the same. Like it, it has the same gas station, the same like, metal canisters you jump on to get to the roof. Yeah. Like same that chest. kind of shocked me. Yeah. Does it kind of just take the same map, like go like copy it down and then yeah, add change more the to paint. it? Yep. And just change the paint. Yeah, just add a couple more. Yeah, sometimes it'll add more islands, it'll add like those broken bridges, but you're still going to run into a church, you're going to run into the gas station, a random house. It's the same, except yeah. winter. I really liked winter with like the snow and everything. But yeah, that's this is just what I mean. This is what I think is sad. I, I feel like a lot of the elements of Drake's Hollow are fun and interesting. Just none of the systems I think were well fleshed out. I think, like I said, the multiplayer is the most fun. Because I would always just go ahead and lay all the waypoints and create, you know, travel for you guys. Keith would go to the islands, clear the islands, kill all the weeds. Well, Liz would just be back at base, building up the base, and I'd be sending supplies to her. So we had this nice team dynamic. And that's when I thought I was having the most fun with this. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then a raid would come, we'd all go back to base and fight it off. But yeah, like we said earlier, if you're by yourself, I feel like you just get started with something and the raids come. Yeah. Because you have to build your base no matter what. And then you finally get to explore. And then like three minutes in, it's like, oh man, again. But that's why for me, I, I wish there was just more of an RPG element to it. I wish I was leveling up my character. Because even though I spent two hours in Liz's game helping her progress and build up her town and everything, when it loaded into my game, I had nothing. Like it didn't reward me for helping my friend out i just was basically sent back to where i am at the beginning and i had no advantage i had no extra resources or anything it's just so it was just a little disappointing there was no reward as a friend to help another friend out yeah i didn't actually think of that and you couldn't even build like a cooperative world from the start could you where it's like basically you're both the host of the game and you can either you can jump in and out and advance the game no, it's just no because like you can't even have multiplayer until it's a certain point in the game. Like the first fifteen minutes, you but do still, like a beginning yeah. tutorial, and then it's like, okay, cool, you're in the game now, you can play multiplayer. But that I mean, it sets it up as your base, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and which is also kind of sad because it would be kind of cool to maybe design, have a more interesting looking base, and be like, hey, friend, look at what I created. I don't know. I just I think as fun as the multiplayer is. Once again, there's things I wish they added to it. I mean, this really does sound so negative, but there are some things that I really liked. Yeah. Like I said earlier, love the graphics. Yeah. I, I The art style, I think, is really cool. I thought the drakes were adorable. The animals were really cute. The cutscenes were yeah. spectacular. The cutscenes were kind of this kind of cartoony, comic book style kind of But I like at the scenes. end, the last cutscene... When the drakes are angry, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. <laughs> well, it's funny. They're dragging the enemy down on the ground. And you see one drake was actually swinging on his arm like a swing. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. They looked like mad and mischievous at the same time. They did a good <laughs> job with the facial expressions. Yeah. 
But I think the human characters' models were kind of... I didn't care for the humans. Like, everything else, the environments I thought looked nice. It did very much remind me of Fortnite. But yeah, the, the human characters, like, I didn't care. You, you have a character creator... And I know, Keith, you're always generally all about a character creator. You you can create some monstrosities. I thought it, this character creator was very limited. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much just, like, skin tone, hair and eyes. Like, Six preset faces, yeah. nine preset hairs. And that's fine and well, but yeah, it's I, I wasn't really expecting Monster Hunter World. But yeah, there wasn't really a lot of fun I could have with it. So I didn't really delve into it, to be honest. And when the game starts, you're only set with, like, a handful of clothing items you can choose from. And that's kind of one of the rewards is every time you beat a raid, every time you beat an ambush, you generally get a new cosmetic item. And I think it's unfortunate that they're just cosmetic. I think it would be cool if they actually gave you armor or clothes, something to give you a buff. Even the items, though, you were getting weren't that cool. It's not like you could see your friend and be like, whoa, you got that chess piece because you beat that boss. No, the items were always random. So sometimes I would get a chest and be like, oh, you got these shoes up, oh, but they're duplicates. So instead they give you currency instead. I think it would be cool if it was like, oh, you got this achievement. Here's this special artifact clothing you got. So yeah, I don't know. The characters I thought was, yeah. See, you mentioned Fortnite earlier and I've seen a little bit of Fortnite, I but I haven't played it. I thought they kind of mixed up the art style like a little bit. So it did seem very yeah. much like Fortnite, but like I said earlier, the cutscenes were a little different. I really liked that anything evil kind of had like this red tinge to it and you knew right away that an enemy was coming you knew right away if the vines were bad because there are regular vines so i thought they did good with that too yeah the color palette in this game is is really nice it has a nice contrast you can really figure out what things are you can clearly see what the like evil water the ether like where that's located you can clearly see where enemies are no so i do agree with that i agree from that aspect but yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like it was too Fortnite-y. Like, just right down to the way, like, your character carried their two-handed weapons and the way they're running with it. It just, I don't know, it felt very samey to it. And it, I think the palette as a whole felt very Fortnite, where it was, like, very blues and purples. Like, there wasn't a lot outside of the enemies. Like, there was just no, like, real red or orange throughout the game. It didn't feel like... It was just, I don't know, it was a very weird color. But as a whole... Yeah, the character models were cool, but all the environments just really were the same. Uh, like, even island to island, there just wasn't a lot of difference. That's where it kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. I also, I just remembered, uh, I was running through the ether, and I obviously had the talisman or whatever it is that makes so that I can run through it. And I saw, like, that red mark come up in the corner that something was chasing me, and I didn't realize that somebody could follow me in. Like, enemies can go in, drakes can even be in there, because I had to thaw them out. They were I thawed them out in the ether. But that actually reminds me, I actually really enjoyed that this game has a very noticeable indicator that an enemy is going after you, mm-hmm. and, it, and where they're coming it's from. It's kind of like a paw print. Yeah, it shows like this, yeah, kind of like a paw print Liz said, and it shows perfectly, like, what direction that enemy is. And I thought that was fantastic. I never felt like I was truly being attacked by something I had no idea where it was coming from. Because it always gave you that indicator of, hey, enemy over here knows you there and they're attacking you. Because I remember during the raid fights that they would always tend to spawn in front. So I would just go in a circle and every once in a while something would spawn behind me and I'd immediately know because I saw that little paw print. Touche. 
<laughs> but the other thing that I really liked was the music. The music, I was, I'm very on the fence with. <laughs> See, I really liked it. Sometimes it felt like I was listening to it too much. Yes. But I think that for what they had in like short increments, it's nice. So the studio that made Drake's Hollow, the game they made before is The Flame and the Flood. Which, Liz, was one of your games you actually had on your pull pick once. You were tempted to pick it once. And if you ever see the trailer, I think this company does a fantastic job with music. It's really kind of folky, kind of bluegrass, kind of acoustic. It's, I think, a fantastic soundtrack. When it comes to Drake Hollow, I like the music, but the soundtrack is like three songs. I felt like I was hearing the same song over and over again. And it was starting to drive me insane. I definitely think that it told a mood, though. Like, it told you what you're supposed to be feeling. Because there's sometimes well, I got really sad. It was sad, but, like, that's what I don't get. Like, this game is kind of funny and cheeky, but yeah. then it's, like, this sad cello, and it's, like, I don't get what I'm supposed to feel. Well, at the end, because, okay, so Andrew and I had to play the end multiple times because there is a bug, and if you look online, many people have this bug where the boss will just kind of disappear and we had to do it like three or four times. And we were fighting him the last time. I was at my base and the music kept going from like the jolly normal music to like the fight scene music. So it would start to go jolly and then go fight scene. Jolly, then fight scene. The, so at the whole end of the game is bugged out. Like you might not even be able to finish it. Some people couldn't. Yeah. You would have to maybe reload the entire winter level just so you can beat the boss again. Which, save, save, save. Like, you can manual save all you want, and if something bad happens to your base or something, you can just go back. So if you are in a really good spot at any point, just definitely save. Good tip, good tip. I didn't really notice the music. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> I had, at one point, like, I, at one point I noticed it, and because I was trying to pay attention to it, oh yeah, that's all right, music. But I think there was one point, I think my music just wasn't working, or... I don't know. I couldn't hear it, and I was fine. I could hear the sound effects, and that's about all I needed. I feel like Andrew got sick of it, too, because I definitely left it playing on the save screen a lot. Liz, <laughs> are you trying stuff. to kill Andrew? <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't mute the TV. I normally turn off the Xbox. But I was going to go back. Like, For instance, like if, I'm, power. if I have to go to like the kitchen to... like do a, a, like a part of cooking but I don't have to finish it and I'm just gonna be gone for like 10 minutes like why shut up the Xbox because the load you screen you say that but you never do that because then you then <gasps> your the sister calls screen. and you're talking to your sister <laughs> then you're feeding the baby then you're going for a walk and but the load just... screen is long it's not crazy long but I don't want to wait for it <laughs> let's just keep the Xbox on but I will say now that you mentioned that I was impressed with the loading of this game there's one load screen when you load up your game at the beginning, and that's it. No matter where you are on the map, if you teleport to your base, it's instantaneous. You don't go through any sort of loading screen. It's not like there's frame rate issues. There's no pop-in textures. I was really impressed how well this game loaded. See, it felt like a long time because I would constantly go to back to my manual saves whenever something terrible happened. Uh, see, at most, it's like 15 seconds. It's not a very long load. My Xbox is a lot worse than yours, though. It takes I guess it's longer true. for everything. I, I have the Xbox One X. Weird but, flex, but okay. So, since this is a new game, figure we'd also help you guys a little bit. I know we've been uh, saying them here and there throughout the episode, but here's some tips for you guys if you are actually playing this game. 
Uh, first one that I think is pretty big. If you beat a region and you're going to a new region, you will not revisit previous regions. So if you're building up a bunch of waypoints and travel systems, I highly recommend you just go back and collect them. Because once you go to the new area, you have a whole bunch of more resources and you can actually just start rebuilding your waypoint system and travel around much more easier. Another tip I have for you guys, as we kind of said before, just because you have some drakes, it doesn't always mean you have to level them up. Some drakes, if you do not care for their buff, there's really not much point in leveling up. You can obviously level up your camp to, so you have more health and stuff like that, but you could end up just creating more work for yourself where you just have to go out and find more food, more water, and it ends up just kind of being like this vicious cycle. So unless there's a specific drink that you really like, I don't really recommend leveling them up. Sometimes I wouldn't even pick up the ones that I would find along the way because I was like, ah, one more mouth to feed, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're in your base, you have an inspect mode, which you click the right analog stick and it kind of zooms the camera out a little bit and you can kind of get some details. This is the easier way to find your drakes in your base. Drakes are kind of small creatures and your base can just be full of a whole bunch of just random knickknacks. And so they can just be hidden in like a random corner. But yeah, if you go to inspect mode, it's a lot easier to find your drakes it even lists the drake's name and what their buff is that they'll give you. And as we've kind of said before, certain drakes need certain gems. The easiest way to figure out what drake needs a certain gem, and if you have the certain gem, just open up your menu, go to your camp tab, and it lists all your drakes. And if you curse over your drake, it'll say in the bottom right corner, you have three gems you can feed this drake, or you have zero gems. So it's a nice, easy way to just kind of Quickly go through your base, level up the drakes you want, and then get out of there. Because if you don't, you're going to spend like 15 minutes just looking for this one stupid drake that's playing on the fence in the corner somewhere and you can't find him. Also, if you're interrupting a drake, there is a good like 10 seconds you have to wait for them to fall, look confused, and then kind of open up the menu. So it's a lot easier when you just find them running around. Uh, And another tip about the waypoints, whenever you're setting up your waypoint system, if you hold the right bumper button to activate a waypoint and you're trying to place it if you notice there is a giant red ring around your character that is showing the distance of the waypoints and if a waypoint is in sight and in range of another waypoint the waypoint in the distance will actually be highlighted in yellow so you can look in the distance and actually see if you're too far from another waypoint or if you're just at the right distance you really want to kind of figure this out because you'll end up using a bunch of waypoints if you don't stretch them out as much as you can. And waypoints cost a lot of resources to make, so if you can try to stretch them out as much as you can, it'll help you out in the long run. Also, for my final tip, I didn't realize this until I actually opened up the menus and saw the controller layout, but there is a dodge and a block button for combat. And especially for the dodge, dodge is incredibly helpful when it comes to combat. So B button is dodge and left bumper is block. I never use the block as much, but Once I figured out how to dodge, combat became so much easier and so much more enjoyable. It definitely made fighting the fangs a lot easier, which that's a tip you didn't point out. And I think maybe a nice little segue into our achievements, which is that with the fang, you can also send the projectiles back at them by swinging at them, which is an achievement in this game. Not just the fangs, the terminers also shoot out a projectile. And yeah, you can melee the ranged projectiles and send them right back to the enemies. So yeah. That is an achievement to kill a fang with its own projectile. And getting speaking of achievements, what did you guys think of them? I like they're all rare right now because it just started. Yeah. I love that. I feel like they're all really achievable, but 
they're, they're, a lot of them are work. They're just, yeah, grindy. I only got, I think, maybe 120 total. And that's an if that. Well, I'm curious. Did you get the secret achievement at the beginning of the game, Keith? Probably not. So it's missable, is what you're saying? Yes. Well, kind of. It's like literally right at the beginning. So you could just start a new character and get it really quick. But so when I saw Drake Hollow come up on Game Pass, I was like, oh, you know what? I might pick this for a game. Let me try it out. I'm just going to play the first few minutes. Right at the beginning when the crow shows up, says, hey, follow me to the portal and help us save our world. I went, nope. And I turned around and I got an achievement and the credits rolled. <laughs> Dang, I did there's, not. There's an achievement to ignore the call for adventure and just walk away. And yeah, you get an achievement and the credits roll and the game ends. So there's a secret achievement there right at the beginning. But yeah, a lot of the achievements are very just basic. Some of them try to have you do kind of interesting things. But both me and Liz noticed that some of the achievements are kind of glitched. We booted up our games and it would randomly give us an achievement that we definitely didn't earn. But hey, I'll take it. Yeah, and looking at the achievements, Keith, you got 105, 9 out of 50. Andrew, 325, 20 out of 50. <gasps> and winner, winner, chicken dinner, 365 <laughs> of 1,000, 18 out of 50. I got less achievements, but more because I got further than you. But I just like... Oh, when did this happen? Uh, nice when job, I get called Liz. into work. <laughs> yeah, you did work extra this week. <laughs> That's when it happens. But good job, Liz. Round of applause. Yeah. It's not so condescending when you there's like one clap. <laughs> Should have made clap. it slower. Golf clap. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Liz. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, the overall like the achievements in the game aren't super interesting. And if you actually just focus on the story. Drake's Hollow isn't too hard and doesn't take too long to beat. Uh, this, since this game is so early, as of this moment, there is no listing on the average time to beat of this game. But if I had to guess, I would say it's probably around 12 hours. If you just focus on the story and just quickly burn through the game, you could probably beat in like 8. It's not a, a terribly long game. I think you could do it even faster if you got a whole team of, like, a whole group together of four people. Oh, yeah. You could just be building out so quickly, shrink it down, and then on to the next world within that's, like an hour. That's very true. Yeah, you could probably do a speed run of this game in no time. And Let's do one it. final thing, I feel like we should say like with the ending, if you don't see the crow at the ending, it's... You, you kill the... What's it? What's Terminer? It? Yeah, you kill the Terminer, you lead him back to your camp, you kill him again, but if you don't see the crow um, at all, it's, it's bugged. You're going to have to go back to manual. That actually reminds me too. Another quick rant. Did I, I say we... that right? I don't want people no, no, to play no, no, their no. game. But how lazy was that boss fight? It, like, didn't add anything new. They were just like, hey, kill the boss. Okay, oh, kill him you, again. You He's go... still the same, but kill him again. You know what? You kill him again. It was just like, just kept giving us the same character to kill over and over again. That was really lazy. You go back to your base, and he, like, destroyed a couple of things. Yeah, and you just kill him again. Same you don't character. even see him do it. Same abilities. Yeah. Well, at that <laughs> point, really if, you're, if you're beating him for the final time, who cares if he destroys the entire base? You're yeah, yeah for no, the last exactly. Time the game. Exactly. It's just, of, it was a lazy boss fight. The four or five times that we tried to beat and the boss just disappeared and we couldn't beat the game, there was a crow there the one time that we were able to do it. So. Yeah. So anyway, wrapping up to our final thoughts. Overall, for me, I said this game's a pass. I didn't hate my time playing the game. I thought it was fun, especially when it came to the multiplayer. I just thought overall, it's very hollow. It's very shallow. There's just, it's a jack of all trades, but it just didn't master any of its systems that it was trying to do. So 
you may still find enjoyment out of it. I did, but if I if I skip this game, I wouldn't have cared. I think I'm going to give it a solid 70. I think a handful of patches would drastically improve this game. So at the moment, yeah, 70. I'm sure maybe down in a couple months, they'll fix some of the systems. They'll fix the glitches. They'll maybe add some more things. And I think this game will be a whole lot better. But at the moment, 70. So, yeah, I mean, as far as my overall, I am, I'm going to agree, and I'm still going to stick with my overall pass of this game. Again, same thing. I wasn't overly... I didn't hate playing it, but I just wasn't ever excited. It was just very much samey the whole time. And it just, the only thing I was doing is just hoping I could find more of the Drakes, I guess. But it was, like you said, multiplayer was fun. And I think it has a lot of potential. I think if they smooth out a lot of just the finer points and, I don't know, find ways to do full-blown cooperative modes where you can do co-op games and all that stuff... I think this game has potential to be really good. So I'm going to say the good old 69 because this game is just nice. I think I'm going to give the game a 72. There are some things I really love, but I just got too irritated with it. I already already did the whole spiel, you know. Um, So yeah, looking at Metacritic. (laughs) (laughs) Is there actually Metacritic for this already? Yes, right now it's 78 and 6.9. Keith, right on the money right there. And, I mean, they said a lot of the same things that we did. Um, terms like redundant came up, too much demand for the reward. And then there was also uh, people who had issues with the boss, um, like we did. So, yeah. You were right around that uh, that range. It always makes me, like, proud when I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, we were very close to Metacritic. Cause but are you? Liz is the only one that looks at Metacritic. I said 70. I think it was 69. You know, it's close. Well, I like right. it when I go and there are people who are like, zero because I didn't like this character. I like when there's actual, like, constructive criticism yeah. and stuff. And oh, our fourth... Uh, uh, Cohort. Yes. Uh, was was not there yet. Uh, we don't have a name for him yet, too. So I feel like we should create a Metacritic username very similar to his... And I always try to review with him. I'm the fourth host at this point. <laughs> or them, the fourth host. I don't know who, we don't know who they are as a, as a person. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at FirebirdZ1952. I'm also on Twitch with the same name. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook. We're on email. We're on Twitter. We're on a bunch of things. So Google us. We're listening to us past episodes and I list more things. I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap up my uh, my wrap up because you guys always judge me. Can I talk? Nope. Oh. Like you're gonna say something important? All right, Keith, go ahead. I always have important things to say, but just because you said that, I'm gonna save it till next week. I've been <laughs> Keith. Ooh, you're gonna keep our listeners on the edge of their seats till next week. You gotta you gotta keep them coming back for more. <laughs> to hear what Keith has to say. And I'm Liz the Noob, gamertag, comment on Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is EW. Hey, <laughs> right, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. We hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.